Hello and welcome to the healthy, happy, and mostly sane entrepreneur. I'm your host, stress management consultant and coach and mostly sane entrepreneur, Ellen Leonard. Each week, I share my obsession with figuring out how to prioritize your own health and sanity while running a business, because I don't think you have to sacrifice your own health and well-being to be successful. So please stay tuned for today's episode full of actionable tools. And don't forget to hit subscribe to be sure you don't miss out on future episodes. Hello, welcome. I'm so glad you're here for episode 21, Ways to Eat Healthy Without Rules and Restrictions with Ariel Boyle. She is a certified life coach and weight coach, as well as a certified health coach. So she's got a lot of expertise going on to share with us. Uh, She teaches women how to lose weight for the last time without the restriction and deprivation that typically comes with traditional dieting. And I love this about what she offers. She offers so many different ways for us to rethink how we're eating so that we can focus on eating healthy instead of getting lost in all those shoulds and all that judgment. Oh, I just love it. She has a weekly podcast, Lose It and Leave It. Don't worry, I will provide a link in the show notes to her podcast uh, where she provides tips and strategies for losing weight and leaving it behind for good. I especially love episode number three, where she talks about keeping promises to ourselves, becoming a practice. And I just love that, not only for things like eating healthy or working on weight loss goals, but also for literally everything, right? How do we achieve our goals and how do we keep those promises to ourselves? So I hope you'll you'll check out that episode. Uh, She also is including, lucky us, a uh, freebie for us called Five Simple Ways to Stay Motivated While Losing Weight, which is a super helpful freebie that I think you're really going to love. That is included in the show notes and a link as well. But in this episode, you are going to learn, number one, how to shift your mindset about your relationship with food. And I really loved and valued this part of um, the interview and the podcast because, you know, Our relationship with food is so fundamental to the choices that we make, whether healthy or not so healthy. And coming back to this idea that it's okay to enjoy food, that we're supposed to enjoy it. It is enjoyable. Number two, we're going to learn how to stop stress eating without using willpower, because it turns out willpower is a really ineffective tool, which is hilarious because it's always what we're using, right? You think things when you um, eat something you think you shouldn't, you think things like, oh, if I'd only been stronger, if I'd only been better. And she's going to teach us some really good strategies about how to shift our mindset around that and not use willpower uh, anymore. And number three, how punishing yourself for eating comfort foods is actually increasing your stress and not helping you to be healthier. So when I eat a bunch of French fries and then I feel really bad, I can't believe I ate all this French fries, that's actually adding stress to myself because I'm punishing myself for making that choice. And also it's not helping me eat healthier overall. So how do we come back to that idea, that relationship with food that I spoke about a moment ago, and really just dive into finding a way to be comfortable again, loving the things that we love without judgment, and finding a way to eat healthier through that. 
So stay tuned for this awesome guest. Um, Even if you aren't working on losing weight or something like that, she's got some amazing insights to share with you about food overall. Again, I come back to that idea of really coming back to this thing that I think a lot of us have lost, which is the permission to love the foods that we love. And she's got a lot of insights about that. So let's go ahead and dive right in. So Ariel, thank you so much for being with us today. I am so excited that you're here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. We're talking about a subject I love, so I can't wait to get started as well. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much for making the time because I am for reals excited. You have so many great ideas to offer that we're just going to jump right in. So I know that so many entrepreneurs are struggling to also eat healthy because right? We work so hard. You're an entrepreneur too, I know. Mm-hmm. And I know you work with so many other entrepreneurs. Uh, and we struggle so hard <laughs> to just get our work done. And then also we have families and sometimes we have completely other full-time jobs. And it's so easy for uh, healthy eating to just get lost. And I love how you speak to, in your role as a health coach, working on our relationship with food. And I'd love to hear more about that uh, because I think it's such an important concept. Yeah, definitely. I think it's really the missing piece that a lot of us have when we try to eat healthy or lose weight. We don't focus on the relationship we want with food and the relationship we currently have with food. And for most of us, we're just using willpower to avoid eating the foods that we like. And then we just kind of beat ourselves up when we give in to eating those foods because we're using willpower. So I help my clients create this relationship with food that it's less about food controlling them and more f- them feeling empowered around food because that's ultimately what we want. We want to be able to see food and not feel afraid or guilty or stressed out around it. So definitely the relationship with food is a huge piece to having really that life that we want when it comes to healthy eating. And I love how you say that. I love how you spoke just now about how, um, like, where our relationship is now with food and what we'd like it to be. (laughs) I think that's so, so fascinating because what we would like it to be, I mean, is that kind of based in like a little bit of a fantasy land for us where I'm like eating cupcakes all the time? Or or do, do you feel like most people are pretty grounded in a realistic expectation of what's possible? I think most people, and at least what I've encountered, haven't thought about where they want to be with food. It's just not something that they think about outside of, oh, I wish I could eat whatever I want and nothing had calories and I can just like, you know, like you said, eat cupcakes all the time. But really, when I explore that with my clients, that's not actually what they want because they usually don't feel that good if they just had a huge overeating session with a bunch of cupcakes or pizza. They usually feel pretty bloated, a little uncomfortable, maybe some heartburn. So when they actually get the opportunity to explore what they want with food, overeating just unhealthy foods isn't actually what they want, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool when we think about it that like, I love French fries. Like, 
we won't get into that because we can do a whole <laughs> podcast episode about the different, the, the correct French fry to love. What's your correct French fry? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's super thin and really crispy. And I feel, did you hear my just start to whisper? <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like- It's like I'm a like, commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Totally, totally. Like I'm just here to advertise for French fries. It's it's super subversive, right? Um, no, but it's like my dream. Like I dream about them. I think about them a lot. Mm-hmm. But that's because I've made them into so much of a treat, right? Like my mindset yeah. about them. My dream isn't to be eating them all the time. I would. You're right. I would feel like absolute crap, right? <laughs> just feel bad. I would feel not really. It would not be good. That was me with pizza. So pizza is my favorite food and I would try diets and I wasn't allowed to have pizza, like, you know, the real kind of pizza with like gluten and cheese. Mm. (laughs) And uh, I was just like miserable. And then I'd eventually order pizza and I just like stuff my face and then I'd be like super uncomfortable because it was like this tempting cheat food. And in reality, I didn't want to eat pizza all the time. I wanted the freedom to allow myself to have pizza or french fries. And so I currently still eat pizza and french fries sometimes. It's just the way that I spent the time thinking about, okay, how often would I actually want to eat foods that aren't nutritious and just taste good? And then how would I feel afterwards and explored that? And I incorporate all unhealthy foods in my life and same with my clients as well, Uh, on a weekly basis, at least, just so there isn't this food that's, you know, too tempting or not allowed. Because sometimes we just want to eat food because it tastes good. And that's okay. It's fine. Yeah, I feel like when we get in this mindset about food, it makes it not fun anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's something there's so many amazing things that happen between humans and food, especially when we're cooking food for our families or we're getting together or like really a lot of our big events happen around food. And it's just so interesting that then so much of our mindset is about um, shaming ourselves or feeling bad about it when we do enjoy some of the things uh, that that we, we do enjoy like our pizza and our, our French fries. I feel like everybody listening is suddenly like really hungry and they're (laughs) like, that's a really weird side effect from what I thought this episode would be about. (laughs) Yeah. And the shaming and the guilt around the food is a huge focus that I tell my clients to work on, help them show them how to work on because it honestly makes the stress eating and any kind of emotional eating worse when you shame and guilt yourself afterwards. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that, like this thing that we do, and maybe it sounds like you have some ideas about how to avoid that, but this thing where we do, where we like punish and shame ourselves, we think things like, oh, I shouldn't have done that, or I should have done that better, or I can't believe I ate that, or, you know, all these things that we say to ourselves that then of course, like, if I'm saying that after I finally get my French fries and I'm finally loving on them the way that they deserve to be cherished um, in my life. And then like an hour later, if I'm feeling really bad about that, that's then the French fries just lose their magicalness. Yeah, I definitely have. um, I definitely have some tips on how to stop the shame cycle and why it's important to stop that. So if you think about it, stress eating 
makes total sense. Yet we shame ourselves like something's wrong with us. We're lazy. We're not motivated. Why can't I just eat healthy? But there's this concept called the motivational triad. I did not create it. Um, Someone with like a PhD (laughs) created it. um, And it basically explains the motivation of why we take actions. And we take actions to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. Those are like the three things our brain looks for when making any decision. And when you're experiencing the emotional pain of stress, you feel awful. That's why we want to avoid it with food. And food is efficient and it feels good. So really when you eat food when you're stressed, it makes total sense. But just it does because- make total sense. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm just like, I'm like, yes, that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> and our brain likes to look for patterns subconsciously. So if you know you've stress eaten in the past your brain automatically knows, oh, this is an option for us. Let's just go for it. It's kind of like if you're driving a new car, you start seeing that same car on the road everywhere because your brain's just automatically looking for patterns without you even trying. And so I had this client and she was struggling really hard with shaming herself. And she not only shamed herself for stress eating, but she also would shame and guilt herself for even wanting the food in the first place. So uh, we worked together to explore this and why she was creating so much emotional pain for herself for wanting the food and eating the food. I explained that obviously, as I said, stress eating makes sense, but the fact that she was beating herself up and making herself feel guilty afterwards just made it worse. And she thought that actually was going to be beneficial. It'll motivate her like, see, I'm doing bad things. This is going to motivate me to eat better. And so the next day she'd plan less food than she had eaten the day before, but to an extreme amount because it was a punishment because she doesn't deserve to eat a normal amount of food after she overate. So I walked her through why this actually was hurting her not only emotionally and physically, but even hurting her goals. So, you know, that's mm -hmm. so interesting because I feel like what you, sorry to cut you off, but I feel like that's so common. Like, I feel like you just described me and every single like woman I know, like that we've had those thoughts at one point or another and, and our relationship with food. So yeah, I'm so excited to hear your, your (laughs) explanation about what, how we're, we're supposed to, to work on that. Oh, yeah. I did the same thing for, I don't know, a decade. Like, oh, I ate something that I wasn't supposed to eat or I ate too much and I felt too full. I need to shame and punish myself and go on a strict diet tomorrow. And it's crazy that this is common because it doesn't work. (laughs) So if you think about it. Yeah. like So yeah, everybody listening, just take a moment and (laughs) think about I guess I've never really thought about it. Has that strategy ever worked for you? And I'm thinking about it and I'm like, oh no, it has not. It has not led to healthier eating. Yeah. That's so yeah. Because if you think about it, back to the motivational triangle, we want to avoid pain. So we're stressed out, which is a form of pain. Then we shame ourselves, which is even more pain. And we're also physically uncomfortable from either starving ourselves the next day or overeating because we can't have the foods that we want. So we're just adding on to this misery and our brain picks up on that. It's like, okay, 
like Ariel's stressed out right now. And in the past she's eaten and then shamed herself and that's going to happen again. So you end up subconsciously fearing stress even more than the stress itself. Cause it, your brain knows what's going to happen next. That's so funny. I'm sorry. I'm laughing. If this is like, because <laughs> no, it sounds it's so like, funny. Yeah. It's funny. Like what we tell ourselves and like what's going on in our head mm-hmm. and how it's like so clearly not working. And we're still like going to keep trying. <laughs> We're still like, no, no, wait, just let me No, I've got this idea. Just give me really mean to myself and see if it gets better. (laughs) And that's a huge thing. I actually teach my clients is to laugh at their brain because our brain does really weird things and it tells us strange things. And our thoughts are not who we are. That's why you can notice what's going on in your head. Like, oh, I'm hungry right now. You can tell that that thoughts going on in your head right now. So your thoughts are irrelevant to who you are as a person. So that's why it's important to laugh at what goes on in your brain. Cause sometimes it tells you to do weird stuff like shame yourself, even though it's going to make you more miserable. (laughs) Yeah. And even though when, I mean, when I think about it rationally, having some French fries, not worthy of the amount of shame that (laughs) that I might've been putting on that. Yeah. And usually it'll make, not only does it make you feel bad, but it puts this idea that French fries are this forbidden fruit kind of aspect. And it just makes you want French fries even more. It does. Sometimes because you want it so much, you eat it so fast, you don't even get to enjoy the French fries. Oh my gosh. It's like (laughs) you're in my life right now watching me eat French fries. That's literally what happens. So tell me what, so how do, how do I fix that? Like, so I really want to, I want to enjoy French fries. Spoiler alert. I already do. But (laughs) (laughs) how can I shift my mindset around that in like in the moment in real time? Yeah. So if you want French fries, you have to first kind of like explore how you want to enjoy French fries. Do you want to enjoy French fries all the time, truly? But in the moment, I'll like walk you through how, if you're stressed out in the moment, how to deal with wanting French fries just because you're stressed and how to not beat yourself up for just wanting the French fries. So let's say that you want French fries and you don't want to just use willpower to kind of white knuckle it. And you don't want to shame yourself afterwards. Those are like two different aspects. So I'll go into the not shaming yourself first and we can talk about willpower um, like later. So if you don't want to shame yourself about the French fries, you have to make a commitment to making choices out of love and not beating yourself up. You get to choose what thoughts you think, even though we haven't practiced over most of our lifetimes choosing thoughts we want to think, you can be intentional about the thoughts you choose to think. So the key is notice when you start beating yourself up for say it's while you're eating the French fries, before you're eating the French fries, after eating your French fries. If you notice that mean girl in your head saying, oh, there you go again, you know what? knew this was going to happen. I can't believe you went for the French fries again. I thought we talked about this. You have to just pause and say stop to yourself. Make a decision. I do not tolerate bullies in my life anymore. I'm a full grown adult. No one will bully me, especially my own self. I don't know if I'm allowed to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I love that. Like Mm -hmm. I don't tolerate bullies inside my own head. Mm -hmm. 
And so when it comes to making choices out of love for your body, that's where it's really important to be in tune with, okay, no matter what, I'm going to make a choice for love for myself. And if love for myself right now feels like French fries, then that's okay. And if, say, you ate French fries and you regret it, you can separate that action from who you are as a person. That has nothing to do with your self-worth, how motivated you are, how hardworking you are. Yeah, if you don't, loving mm-hmm. French fries doesn't make me a bad person. No. Like, I love or fries. eating them doesn't make yeah. me a bad person. Yeah, that's important to remember. Yeah, and if you don't want to use French fries in a moment of stress uh, in some situation and you did it, just take the opportunity to look back and decide, okay, that happened. I didn't want that to happen. So let's just explore with curiosity. Why didn't I like what happened? Was it because I think I shouldn't have French fries because I have this idea that it's bad? Or is it because I'm disappointed that I used food instead of just sitting with the stress. And by approaching it with this like third person curiosity, you can decide, okay, well, this is something I'm going to learn from. And again, it has nothing to do with me. So what would I do differently if this happened again? Would I yeah, eat the French fries? Because actually I decide that I do love French fries and it's okay. Or do I decide that next time I want to just sit with the stress and be stressed because the French fries didn't make me feel so good last time. Yeah. I love that, that I get to separate me from the behavior a little Mm -hmm. bit and, and kind of use that to take a step back and look at myself with kind of this meta overall view and um, think about it in those terms. Mm -hmm. I imagine that's really freeing. Yeah, it really is because, and I've actually, um, use these skills not only for myself for food, but I've used these skills even in my business. So like marketing on Instagram, for example, sometimes it can seem super personal, like, oh, this post, it failed miserably on engagement. This must mean that I'm bad at marketing or I'm not a fun enough personality. Or nobody likes you. Yeah. <laughs> And just separating what you do in your business from who you are is the same as separating how you eat from who you are. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the same. I love that analogy. Thank you for sharing that. That's mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to have to write up a lot of post-it notes after <laughs> after we're done recording today. I'm glad it's helpful. Yeah, it's really helpful. I want to hear more about willpower though, because yes. I don't know about anybody else on this call, but like I'll have this total crap day, like everything will go wrong. Like emails won't send the way they're supposed to send. Links won't link. Uh, recordings won't record, but hopefully that's not today. Right? <laughs> uh, but like all these things will kind of go wrong. And by the end of the day, I really don't have anything left mm-hmm. to make those healthier choices for myself. So I'd love it if you could talk a little bit more about willpower. Oh, for sure. So When anyone starts a traditional diet, usually they're told, okay, eat these things and then uh, use willpower to avoid the foods that you truly want and just work really, really hard. And when we fail, we blame ourselves for not working hard enough. When in reality, willpower is finite, it runs out. Of course that it failed because we're using the wrong tool. So... Like I said before, when we're stressed, it makes sense that we reach for food because it's just easy and eases our pain. 
But the key to breaking that habit of using food when you're stressed is to really question the cravings that you're having for food. And this creates an alternative to stress eating. So the more you stress eat with food, um, the more of a habit it becomes because our brain likes to be really efficient. So it'll store anything you do frequently in a lower part of the brain that is responsible for our habits. That's why sometimes you can drive to the grocery store and then you get there and you're like, oh my God, I don't even remember the drive. That's terrible. (laughs) And the same thing with food. So um, in order to question your cravings to really decide if this is something you want to do, you need to first build up the skill of awareness of your thoughts around the food. So to do that, you have to start breaking that habit of, okay, I'm stressed, reach for the food. I'm stressed, reach for the food. So I have this method that I teach my clients called the PIN method, which stands for pause, inhale, notice. And that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And it's easy to remember. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Oh yeah. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, it's easy to remember as well because that, I just want my clients to be able to have a tool that they don't have to think that much about because right now they're doing a lot of thinking about noticing their mind. So the PIN method, which stands for pause, inhale, notice, is to build up that awareness around your food cravings and it allows you to break that habit. So anytime you reach for food, you pause, you breathe in, And then you notice what's going on in your mind before you reach for any food, even if it's dinner, just because you're building that just one second pause to just create awareness. And the more you do it, the more awareness you'll build up. And then you won't even have to do the PIN because you'll just start already noticing. It'll become a new habit that hopefully Mm -hmm. will replace that habit of just reaching for the food, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It sounds a lot like um, mindful eating or a little Mm -hmm. bit of it. Yeah. Not the full um, experience with the raisin that Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody's ever practiced mindful eating. The first exercise you do is with a uh, raisin. (laughs) It's usually the first exercise. Oh, I've never tried that. Um, But I do definitely use mindful eating with my clients just so they can just slow down and truly enjoy the meal. Because if you're going to have food that you like, you might as well enjoy it, right? Yeah. And certainly um, almost embracing that enjoyment. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of that might have to do with there. There might be some additional shame about enjoying yourself too Mm -hmm. right now that, you know, especially when we're working so hard and a lot of us are moms and it's exhausting Mm -hmm. and then it's so hard to take that time to enjoy yourself. What a Mm -hmm. nice way to do it with food because you got to eat anyway. So we might as well enjoy it. Exactly. And the thing with food is we have all of these rules and ideas about what we should and shouldn't be doing. And if there's a thought in your head that involves the word should or shouldn't, that means you're using willpower. That's a red flag right there for you want something, but you feel like you should be doing something else or you shouldn't be doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, oh, were you going to say something? No, no. I'm just, I'm thinking about all the times Mm -hmm. I've said should and shouldn't and how that correlates to willpower and how that voice gets stronger when I'm more Mm -hmm. tired or more stressed that, that self-judgment, um, gets, gets a lot stronger, the more tired or stressed I am. 
Yeah, it definitely makes sense that the more stressed out you are, the more pressure you're putting on yourself. Of course, the shoulds and the shouldn'ts don't come up, that do come up more because to save energy, our brain brings up familiar thoughts. Mm -hmm. And if you've been thinking lots of shoulds and shouldn'ts over years of you know, traditional dieting or diet culture telling us you should be doing this or you shouldn't be doing that, then of course they come up because our brain's just going back to familiar patterns. Yeah. So, wow, I feel like we covered so much (laughs) and we have several action steps for people to take. (laughs) Yeah. And I do want to say with the PIN method, when you pause and inhale and notice make sure that you're noticing from a place of curiosity. Like, Mm. why do I want this food? Why am I craving it right now? Why am I choosing to, you know, eat this food? Because the key to willpower or breaking willpower is recognizing that everything you eat is a choice. So make make choices that you love and give you results that you love. So if your result is, I want to feel good with food right now. And I'm happy with that. And that is totally okay. Then go for the food. That makes that choice of deciding what you want is empowering. While the shoulds and the shouldn'ts just leaves you feeling deprived. So if you want to choose in the moment, you know what? I want to actually eat healthier right now because it's giving me more energy then you get to choose to eat healthier, not because you should. And at the and the same token, you can choose to eat mm-hmm. the French fries um, and do it with joy and do it yeah. with happiness and really embrace and enjoy these things that that we I think we used to love. There was a time yeah. when we loved them freely and we just need to get back to that, that choice exactly. to love it. And if you're eating French fries because you love French fries, but you have this voice in the back of your head, like, oh, what are you doing? This is wrong. Don't do this. And you're beating yourself up. Then on top of the stress you're already experiencing, then you're just adding all the shame and guilt, which is just like a double negative effect on your mind and just makes you feel so much worse when you're already stressed out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, so much great stuff today, uh, Ariel. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom. And before we end for today, um, and don't worry, everybody listening, like if you were listening while you were walking or in your car, I will, of course, have everything we talked about in the show notes, including Ariel's wonderful action steps and links to everything she's about to tell you. But if you want to work with her, tell us more about that, what you got going on, because you you have so much to offer. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I love what I do. It's so much fun. Um, But I have a six-month one-on-one program where I work with clients to fully transform how they view food and get them to weight loss that lasts because they've really integrated it into their life and created a lifestyle that they love. So I help them learn not only what you need to know to lose weight, but also how to do it without dieting and deprivation because that just doesn't work and how to still enjoy foods without this guilt or this fear or even going to parties with this fear of, oh my God, there's going to be food everywhere. I'm going to (laughs) be out of control. This whole program is built to create empowerment for my clients around food because that's truly what we want. 
Yeah. And I love your non-judgmental approach. Like it, it sounds like you would just be supportive and nurturing mm-hmm. instead of adding to the shame and guilt or what shoulds that I might already be having inside my head. Exactly. And I teach my clients how to coach themselves on all of the thoughts that are going in their mind, because the goal isn't for me to be with them for the rest of their life. It's for me to show them how to be their own coach and how to deal with that mean girl in their head or all of these cravings that without being judgmental or harsh on themselves. So they get to learn how to do it themselves. Nice. I love it. I love it. And you've got so much to offer. And also don't forget, I know Mm -hmm. I said at the beginning of the podcast, when I uh, read through Ari's bio that um, she's got a podcast herself. So if you're looking to engage more with her, don't worry, there'll be a link to that as well in the show notes. Well, thank you so much for all of your insights today. And I don't know about anybody else, but I've been really thinking a lot about uh, some French fries. Um, and some pizza. And so I'm going to let go of that willpower and maybe, maybe love on some French fries later. I feel like just make sure you enjoy the experience if you're going to have it. Yeah. Just really bring that, that love and passion that I feel for them and embrace it. So exactly. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much again. And yeah, thanks for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did and you learned as much as I did. Um, And I know we covered a lot today. And so if you want to head on over to the show notes, I've got you covered. Just go over to www.ellen-leonard.com backslash podcast for the show notes and much more. That's E-L-L-E-N-L-E-O-N-A-R-N-D.com backslash podcast. And I've also got all of Ariel's information. So if you want to hook up with her, check out her podcast or her freebie or her social, uh, you can find that there as well. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes full of actionable tips to help you do what you love without sacrificing your health or losing your mind. Thank you so much for listening this week. I wish you a healthy, happy, and mostly sane week. I'll see you next time.